Today on Talk About That, John and I tackle the important subjects, like who would win in a fight between us, which of us would make a better president, and whether frozen yogurt is as good as ice cream. Then, I reluctantly get a tetanus shot, and John unveils a plan to spam his family from beyond the grave. Plus, a conversation about being at peace when times get tough. Today's episode is not sponsored by Dave's Magic and Valet Parking. Is this your car? Let's go. It's Banter Town Central, Johnny. We're back. Back again for another Monday, another round of extemporaneous conversation. Joviality. Oh, my God. Jocularity, if you will. No. And I, I don't know if you will on that one. So, how you doing, man? I'm all right. I've been traveling some more. It's been uh, an interesting, you know, we're getting back. People are back, but their their manners aren't back. Really? You know what I'm saying? People have been isolated so long that now they just run their devices full on with no headphones. Have you experienced this? Oh, yeah. In planes, and it's like, that's a, we're trying to have a society over here. It's a, you know. I mean, you're not a part of that society. No. But others around you But I can look from the, my bunker and see that it is happening. Yeah. But it's like this guy, uh, I was like, um, I go, uh, you need you need to borrow some headphones? He goes Oh, you asked a stranger this. I go, he goes, sure. I go, no, you need to borrow some headphones. Like it wasn't a question. <laughs> was he sitting right next to you? He was like two rows over. You were that guy. You actually addressed it. Dude, you were bold, man. He was smaller than me. Yeah. I felt you know So you this intimidated escal- him. This escalates, it's you think you're probably not gonna So you assume because you're a taller guy. Yeah. That you could just beat up any. You can say bigger; guy. it's fine. You you assume I shop at the big and tall place because I'm tall. <laughs> I want that made clear. <laughs> but you just assume, like when you look at me, you assume, oh, I could take that guy because I'm oh, smaller. Yeah. Well, you just don't project a confidence. You know what I'm saying? Wow! I look at you and I think that guy's gonna quit. <laughs> <laughs> like quit in the fight or just yeah. quit on life? Well. <laughs> 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 Only a real friend. No, I just, you know, I think I'm willing to, it's like uh, they had, there was an episode of Seinfeld where they said, you know, who do you think would win in a fight between Jerry and George? Who do you think would win in a fight between us? And Kramer yeah. goes, George. And uh, Jerry goes, what? He goes, yeah. He goes, why? He goes, because, you know, I'll do whatever it takes. I'll pull hair, groin stuff. I don't care. <laughs> I think that's me. You don't understand how far I'm willing to go to win this fight. Really though? Yeah. I think that you're just like me. No. You know, it's funny. I didn't. When I'm caged, though, when I'm. Oh, don't cage Johnny. You guys, you do not. (laughs) So I had an interview this morning uh, for an Enneagram podcast. Yeah. And they were talking about, do I, as a six, do I fight? Do I comply? Or do I, um, I forget what the third one was. Die. So. (laughs) Fight, comply, die. I think run away, basically, kind of thing. It's like fight or flight, but they've added a third thing so they can market it as an Enneagram. Fight, flight, or complight. Anyway. (laughs) And so I said, what the deal is, I do, it depends on the situation. Fight, flight, or rest in your plight. Come on now. It's like a, they they have to make it all fit into the, and order my new book and you'll see all about it. They were brilliant, by the way. Yeah. Like, it was so refreshing to be on a podcast with brilliant people. Right. Isn't it something when you go, finally. So refreshing. Anywho, I kid, Johnny. You're very brilliant. They, mm-hmm. I said, I. it depends on the situation, but I do know this. 
I have found, because they asked me, when's the time you handled conflict incorrectly? I was like, it's when you mess with my people. Like, that's the loyalist kind right. of, like, dude, I have yeah. become irate. Mom, you could turn it mama bear. Yeah. Or papa bear, I guess. I remember, I remember a time, I had a pastor one time that I worked for yeah. that I felt that was being completely inappropriate in, like, um, being mean to my wife. Yeah. And we were in a meeting, and I just lost it. Like, it was over the top. And the guy ended up apologizing to me later, but... I had my hands like I had my hands in my my head in my hands, and I like I was just and you were like peekaboo, kind of rocking. Now, what did you? What did you mean? You had your head in your hands. I was saying, like I was I was. You can't see this unless you're watching. I was like writhing. Yeah, like, I was like okay, oh was wow, you're getting that grief because the guy it. was like being ridiculous, uh-huh. and there were lies, and uh, I was about to ask him to step outside. Oh wow, yeah, I was like I was that far. A, I was like, don't mess with my people wife. People still do that. And my wife, you can't fight inside. Everybody knows that. Like we, that's a funny thing that we just like in our culture. We're like, well, yeah, we've listen. I want to punch you, but not, not indoors. Inside. What am I? I'm not. not. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> There's fine china over I'm not here. An animal. But I remember, like, it was one of those things where I began talking to my wife as if he wasn't there. Okay. Because she was like, "Well, Pastor, like, did you find out maybe what the truth of the matter was?" And I go, "He. I don't know if you figured this out or not." He doesn't care about the truth. Like I was saying this to her out loud. Your voice goes up like that. I mean, I was I was getting up there, and she's like, "Pastor John and I are going to step outside actually for a minute." And she took me out to calm me down. Oh, she had you step outside, dude. She and then she punched you. Don't you dare defend me. But I felt the same way like about Andrew before. Like, yeah, it's not because I don't know my people. Like I know the faults of my people better than anybody. But it's like if someone seriously, if somebody really came after you, that's when I get like. I didn't. You don't know. You don't know what I'm capable of. It's like Michael Scott said, you have no idea how high I can fly. I, John, I, I didn't mean to besmirch you. I, you, I, I know how you can fly. You're a gifted person. You are. I hope I never see that side of you. Well, you never have had to. I'm sorry your child had to see how you How many arguments way. do you think we've had? Five. Maybe five. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we get like little... We get but you snippy. were frustrated today because I was 15 minutes late because I was the podcast interview went long. And yeah, and you were here. Late. You were at the church, and yeah. I was at a restaurant five sh- minutes away, and you go, "Well, we started late." I go, "That's when you text me." You go, "No, no, no, I, I can't know. text you. The thing was in, going on." I go, "No, no, no." When you knew it was starting late, that's when you text me. So I leave my house later. I Instead, I sat here at the restaurant like a schmuck for 15 minutes. But not only did it start late, it went late. I didn't know when it started. When it started late, yeah. I still had time to make it on time. Mm-mm. And they just enjoy what I was doing so much. Well, now I know you're lying. <laughs> They're like, please tell us more. Like in the commercial, I was like, guys, am I talking too much? They're like, no. Yeah. Like, or what's the old pastor cut. thinking? Like, who will give me five more minutes? All right, five, ten, fifteen. 15, 15 <laughs> seriously, <laughs> no one's getting out of well, here. Seriously, bar the door, baby. I mean, <laughs> this sure. is the best cult ever. <laughs> <laughs> Make your checks payable, John, with an H. Uh, no one's ever written a check to me here from the congregation that I've said from the huh. pulpit. That'd be a weird day. Would be. They'll take away your five hundred one c three status. P O. <laughs> Took me a second That's to get a my different. letters. Five hundred one c three. That's if you're like a tax exempt droid. It's a five hundred one c from a galaxy P-O. far, far away. It's a five hundred one c three. Yeah. Um, Aaron, I'm <laughs> sorry to put more on you, buddy. But yeah. we need that drawn. Yeah. We need, Why not? We need the CPA robot. Well, no, he's not a CPA. He's a, he's a charity. So I don't know we, how you would... Pre- we need the charitable CPA robot. Yeah. yeah. That's what that is, right? Well, no, char- no CPA is a certified, certified public accountant. So you don't have to be a certified public accountant to be a 501c3. 501c3 is like a certification yeah, no, 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 that you, charities I'm aware get. of it. I'm just thinking, though, someone's if it's a dealing with... He could be a 501c3 PA. 
But that's not a. That's not that a. That is a. That would you just made what I described. Yeah. You just made the charitable robot. I don't know character. if I made it. I don't know if I made it funny. But. No. Five hundred one C three PO. That's yeah. the one. Uh, he's just. But how are you? He's gonna, feeding the poor. He's. I was gonna say, yeah. What are you gonna ha- draw? He's him got doing? a food pantry. In my mind, he was working within the legal parameters of a five hundred one C three. No. Is why I had him. He's. He's he cares about people because his tax exempt status, and right? Uh, and it's in jeopardy because he starts making political statements. That gets weird. Oh, wow. That's a whole character arc that we won't get into. We don't want to talk. Although about it's it. not even that doesn't even happen anymore now. Preachers just make all kinds of political statements now. It didn't. It wasn't that like wasn't that one of the protections that yeah. under Trump like got relaxed, where now you can just like stump from the pulpit. And you used to be that was people were threatened. No, you can't do that. But you can't do that for years. Though. Yeah, they have yeah. been, but it's they're sneakier now. They're they're not sneaky at all. Yeah, you just see like people going viral with clips saying like, if you vote Democrat, you're going to hell. And uh, I saw you didn't used to be able to get away with that. I saw a billboard by the way driving through Georgia to Atlanta. Driving through hell. <laughs> this billboard, you're not going to believe it. <laughs> and it said, "Every knee shall bow, yeah, and every tongue shall confess." Mm-hmm. Dot dot dot. Even, even the Democrats. Yeah. Even the Democrats. I was like, wow, they're really. We're saying in Georgia. There's no such thing as a Democrat who already believes that Jesus is. I was like, wow, that's a bold. My daughter. It's, it's what's interesting is as I see it, and then the conversations with my 13 year old about the billboards because she's very aware. She's paying attention to uh-huh. she, you know. She can read. You mean? Because she reads so. She's, but it has to be a billboard. It has to be billboard size. Right. Right. We don't. So like small print. She's like, what uh, is this? This is garbage. You got to blow it way up. It's yeah. a weird. It's a huge problem when you're doing bedtime stories you're like bring in the cue cards right yeah it's a whole new kind of social media it's like one letter per screen basically do you still do bedtime stories so. she's 13 right <laughs> and when did the bedtime story stop uh so i still tuck her in okay but i'll probably do that till she gets married uh-huh and maybe even after it's <laughs> <laughs> a little bit weird <laughs> dad's coming over okay so back to your thing billboards yeah, I just uh, it brings conversations, and she wants to know like why is the world this well, way? Well, she get she already is like again, it's it's just a hyper partisan. Yeah, what 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 she knows is is hey, it's okay to choose a political party uh-huh. when you throw Jesus into the mix as if he is endorsing a political party. That's when it gets weird. That's and when you're spooky. like, oh, okay, yeah. you know. So, but at that thirteen, I feel yeah. like she gets that. So. Uh huh. Well, that's good. I think we're going to have to. We're going to have to have 13-year-olds that understand that they're being like uh, – basically you're being recruited. Do you think there's going to be a third party at some point in our lifetime that will be I think we bring. I think we bring back the wigs. Bro, come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me and you? Would you be vice or what do you – Oh, this is awkward. Yeah. I've thought this whole scenario Will you be – you've more education. You've that got a history, you've got a history you're, degree. You're smarter and a better speaker. You know what? You know what's going to be the hallmark of our political ticket? What's that? That we prefer one another. We couldn't even decide who's going to be president, who's going to be vice president. No, I've already decided. Okay, when you acted head. like, well, that's my. That's how I do it. Okay, I'm like I couldn't. If you insist, <laughs> oh, right? Yeah. I always have. Like you're one of my friends that I will only fight over the check once. Yeah. If you're like, no, no, let me get it. That's it. Okay, cool. Right. Like, I'm not going to insist here. upon I'm going to go back yeah. and forth because we're going to do this again next week or whatever. So. No, but you've had more experience that would lead someone to believe like this guy could be uh... – although you could be kind of like – people always assumed that like Cheney was pulling the strings behind W. You want me, be, you want me to be the Cheney to your W? Well, I mean I think people assumed that. Didn't you, know, you, didn't you experience that where people were like, well, this guy – Lots of people think that. Yeah. How is the world not engulfed in flames? George Bush is kind of – he stumbles. Even yesterday there was a big stumble. He had a big gaffe in the media. 
Even, oh, I didn't you know, see that. Oh yeah, he said uh, he was talking about Putin, and he said we can't have. I can't. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, totally uh, paraphrasing, but he basically said we can't have one man just deciding to invade Iraq. I mean, uh, uh, Ukraine. Now you just had a stop. I had one too. <laughs> but he basically had a Freudian slip where he said we can't just have one oh, man with wow. no evidence decide to invade. And then he, and said, he said Iraq. He said Iraq. So it was like this. But anyway, so he fumbled quite a bit in public speaking. Whether you believe he, you know, whatever you believe about Bush. I think he was actually a pretty good president. But all that said, the, the idea was that Cheney was his guy. He was the one who was doing the dirty work behind sure. the scenes. And so that's what you could be for me. I, I don't You know what? I think I get – I think I end up being the, the dirty – The thankless job yeah, I'm the of dirty cleaning up my mess. Guy. I said that on the podcast interview this morning. I said, you know, when you're six, you forecast and you see it's, – it's like seeing a train coming from a mile away. Yeah. And you're running around telling everybody, hey, everybody, this train's about to hit us. And they're like, no, it's fine. And the train hits us every time. Uh-huh. And then – but the problem is sometimes it feels like the six is the one – now I'm having to clean up the train wreck. Yeah. And everyone's like, well, I wish we could have seen this train wreck coming. And I I'm feel like, like, am I the train wreck in this? Johnny, I think you know why I've called you here. Uh, hmm. By the way, speaking of train wreck – Right before you may notice that there's a much a much smaller screen. No, we'll zoom in with we'll, our we'll fix this in post. Uh, logo. That's because as we were setting up today, I'm going to probably get random email too. Random email things too. That'd be great if yeah, I get like a few weird. That'd be great. You can't uh, see it. I'm looking at the monitor, but I will say this: the TV fell with a velocity that seemed impossible to the length. Or she's the height of the fall. Yeah, like it just fell over on the table, but it felt like felt it, like a car crashed into this room. Fell onto a set of headphones that I'm wearing. They were laying down on, the, and it it caused the screen to crack. And uh, when we picked it up, it was. It reminded me when Ralphie when when he shot himself in the eye, and he goes to pick up his glasses after he steps on them. Yeah, it was like a it, spider web crack. Maybe it'll be okay. Was not okay. Not okay. So uh, we broke a television. It's been kind of teetering. There's no stand for it. Right. It's it's made to hang on the wall. And we, we won't, we don't, won't stand for we it. We don't hang it on the wall. Yeah. We set it on this table and lean it and kind of just like, hey, this will rest on its edge, which is very – it's very – it's almost fell over many times. And it has fell over one other time yeah. when it fell on Tyler Trent's statue. Right. But that did not crack the screen, unbelievably. No. It just kind of – it broke Tyler Trent statue. Right. But uh, this time – so we uh, we owe the church a television. Well, and again, and, and I apologize because – in theory, the way that I made after that problem that already happened once, I should have taken measures to fix it because at this point it was now avoidable. Pain. And you want to be my Cheney? I know, bro. I don't think so. I don't really know. Like there would have been a government contract. Halliburton would have put a television that you would not have believed. Right? <laughs> would have been unbelievable. <laughs> a Hummer television. It would have cost the taxpayers a billion dollars. We'll call it Hum TV. Okay, hey, come hey, on yo. now. Um, but no, that's not what you did. What you did was we let it ride and you go, it won't fall over again. And it did. I think technically I was messing with the cables when it fell over, but I didn't like pull it. I just kind of, no, no, no. You were the only one touching anything, touching the table, but sure. Let's not. It wouldn't have happened had the TV had a stand. You know, we don't know what would have happened and predicting the future is a dangerous game. My friend, uh, although lucrative, if you get those little stands, some would say it's demonic little crystal ball. Did, did, uh, did your mom have a thing? Because we grew up, both grew up Pentecostal. Did your mom have a thing where, like, when she would drive by, my mom would, when she would drive by, like, fortune tellers, she would say things. She'd be like, I call you closed in Jesus' name. Oh. 
she would confess it. And then later they would have inevitably like closed because it's a terrible business model. <laughs> and then she'd be like, I think she would take credit for it. Like, hey. It's like Jesus cursing the fig tree. Yeah, it really yeah. was. And so she would, and I'd be like, yeah, but I mean, first of all, they, if they were really good, they should have seen it coming. <laughs> Honestly. That's very true. That's always my thing about false prophets is like, yeah, bro. Uh, didn't you know I was going to criticize this? Like, mm-hmm. how did you not? Should have seen this criticism see coming. coming. But anyway, mom was, she was intense about that stuff. She, uh, but yeah, but all that said, you're going to be my Cheney. I'll be the president and we'll run under the wig. We'll be mm. the wig party. We'll bring it back. That's the only other party we've had, right? Mm, Democrats, Republicans, no, Whigs. we had. Um, it was like a statist. So. At, states rights kind of party. So. Originally, you had the Federalists, Federalists. and the Anti-Federalists. Okay. Then the Anti-Federalists became Republicans. So okay. then you had Republicans. And Which makes sense, small government. It's very hard to compare because okay. they evolved. But yes, the Anti-Federalists were Southerners originally. Okay. okay. Federalists were Northerners generally. It's almost always been a North-South thing in, in a lot of ways, huh. which is, is part of the book idea that I'm writing now. A proposal, Johnny. Uh, on, upon which you will run for well, president under a third party. Someone's got to. And then you actually had multiple parties in the middle of that. But yeah, basically the Federalist Party went away. Yeah. Anti-Federalists became Republicans. Uh, then you had, I believe it was called the Democratic Republicans at, at one point. That sounds really confusing. Yeah. And then by the time you reach the Civil War, what you have is you have Democrats and Republicans. Uh-huh. Um, and the Democrats are the Southerners, yeah. and the Republicans are the Northerners. So it's reverse of what you think of today mm-hmm. in general. Right. And not that there's not a lot of Republicans up north. I'm just saying, in especially urban voting, that's yeah, what you yeah. think of. Yeah. And, um, yeah, basically then over time, then you have, like, in the 20th century, you have the what they call the Dixiecrats. Yeah. So there's, there's they're Southern Democrats. Who are, like— who, Pro-segregation. Right. And then eventually they switched to Republican around the Nixon era. Yeah. And so, yeah. So anytime, like when the Republicans today claim to be the party of Lincoln, that is technically true. Yeah, but it's very, it's a, it's spin. It's spin. It's a lot of evolution since then. And same thing with Democrats. Like, you know, Southern Democrats today, I mean, again, Southern Democrats, this was so weird is you had, you had secessionists who left the union who were mostly, but then you had Southern Democrats who stayed in the Union, but were still pro-slavery. Yeah. So, like Andrew Johnson is a great example of that. Andrew Johnson is a Southerner who believes in slavery at the time. Don't quote me on that, guys. He was the most non-progressive, most made the most racist statements in the history of any like official presidential. I speeches. think we can go on a limb and say that he was pro-slavery then. I'm not sure he's pro-slavery, but he was certainly white supremacist. Like he was pro-white supremacy. What if I told you he was here now? Guys, he wants to, we have behind the curtains Andrew, President him. Andrew Johnson. Come on out. <laughs> and so uh, he takes a minute. But he became the military governor of Tennessee yeah. during the Civil War okay. for the Union. And so, that, and that's the reason. Then Lincoln pulls him onto his ticket. He's a southern. He he needs the southern votes to right. get the reelection. So it's a political move. So yeah, it was it was so a Republican picked a, a Democratic. But you got to think about it. The Democrats are not your biggest enemy at that point yeah. politically. The Confederacy is. That's so the hard part about politics too. Is we all take credit for any like 
perception, current day perception of our heroes, we're going to take credit for. And we always treat history as though it's this weird inexorable march from like darkness to light. But oh. there's all these hiccups along the way and oh, yeah. changes of venue and changes of of just uh, policy. And there's embarrassing gaffes. There's all kinds of weird things that you go, no, 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 we don't want to talk about that. It just gets covered up. Yeah. But all, all of us have them. And the Whig Party will have them too, John, when my, we bring it back. My theory about history is if you look at like modern highways, okay, mm-hmm. that most of the modern highways – like I'm not going to necessarily say interstates. That might be true as well. Interstates are a little different animal because of how they were built and what they were made for. But say like, you know, Mount Juliet Road or Lebanon Road. Yeah. That runs Lebanon Road runs all the way to Cookville. That's Highway 70. Like it goes across Tennessee basically. Before it's Highway 70, it was a smaller road, and before it was a smaller road, it was a trail. And now it's a big highway. Yeah. And most of the roads that we travel on today. Our ancestors traveled on as well, just in different vehicles, in with smaller roads, with less technology. But I think that the issues that we face as a country and as a society are generally in the same veins. Yeah, we're still dealing with race. We're still dealing with political partisanship. Mm-hmm. We're still dealing with economic disparities and which is the correct way to address it. We're on the same road. It's just much, it's just paved now. <laughs> we're, we're in, you know, electric yeah. cars instead of horse and buggies. So it's, uh, I mean, you might still mean a horse and buggy. My just, car is pretty old. I just came back lie. from Napanee, Indiana, and there was yet more Amish people at my show. They, they had buggy parking at the parking lot of this Like place. you think that the ones from the previous show now came to this one? No, I just think it was just as a whole other group. I hope it wasn't the same people. That'd be a, that'd be a heck of a haul. This was in a, a buggy. Yeah, it's a long way to go. Wow. But uh, yeah, they had buggy lanes and they had buggy parking at this. Uh, Did event they have center. rubber baby buggy bumpers? They didn't have rubber baby buggy bumpers. But uh, <laughs> I talked about the show because I said because there was one group. They said uh, this guy, this group of seventeen Amish people, just bought tickets today. Wow! I go, oh, that's really cool. They go, they drink. <laughs> that's one, that one guy said that. I go, okay. I don't know, what that, right, I don't know what that means. That's great. They'll be well lubricated for me, I guess. Wow. So I was like, all right. So then I got partway through the show, and I was talking about technology. I was talking about being addicted to my cell phone or whatever. And I just said, listen, I know there's some Amish people in the show. And I said, honestly, I think you're right about a lot of this stuff. And I kind of like leaned into that. And I said, but I was just at a show, and I told about the show in Pennsylvania yeah. where – and I don't know if I told you this, but – when I got to a certain point in the show, I said they were really polite. It's about 90% Amish in this crowd that night in Pennsylvania. And uh, I'm telling this crowd in Indiana this. That's probably 10% Amish. I said, I got to a point where I did a joke about the Will Smith slap that had just happened. And it gets this huge ovation. Yeah. Huge laugh. And I kind of leaned back and I was mm-hmm. like, y'all cheating. Mm-hmm. Somebody watching TMZ out here. Mm-hmm. Y'all shouldn't know about this. Come on now. Okay. Yeah. And I said, I said, look, I don't care. Look, listen, I'm not the one going to hell for looking at the one-eyed devil. Y'all do you, but I'm just – I don't make the rules. Yeah. They liked it. It was funny. But did, they, did they laugh? They laughed. They laughed. Okay. I mean, I don't know. It was a lot of people laughed, but maybe the Amish people were like – they stormed out. And I just didn't see them. It was dark. Was it fewer death threats than you normally get? From Amish people? Just in general. Uh, I mean, you got to make categories for these. That's true. That's true. <laughs> that's kind of what the FBI does, Johnny. They make categories yeah. for death threats. Um, no, it was very nice. It was a fun crowd. But I just thought, 
I want to tell this other story. It was a fun, it, Napanee, Indiana was a fun little town. There was, uh, yeah, it was an interesting place. I think I talked about the lamination plant in the last episode. Mm-hmm. They had lamination plant 54, which was great. Glenn's Tire. There was like an Arby's and a McDonald's, but everything else was mom and pop. Felt like do a you, lot of farms. Do you know what Arby's stands for? What uh, America's roast beef. America, wait, America's roast beef. Yes. Well, I think it, it is. I think it's just RB. Oh, I see. Roast so beef. it's just a yeah. play on RB, yeah. RB initial. I didn't know that till I watched Food That Built America. RBs. I kind of figured, is there really a guy out there named RB? Huh. Like you this whole time knew, didn't you? No. Like, oh, that sounds like roast well, beef. Well, it makes sense that they would, but then it would just become a word, its own word. But the fact it's that a you, sounding out that of that you word. intuited the entire process there. Maybe. In my three second question, like, don't know how I got Do you this remember, right. remember TCBY? Remember that oh, yeah, was a big thing. Best yogurt, yeah. yeah. We were really trying to get people on frozen yogurt because America was getting fatter hmm. and we weren't going to stop eating ice cream. No, still not. So the yogurt people were like, how about this? It's not quite as good. But <laughs> I love frozen yogurt. It's not nearly as good as ice cream, though. At least admit, at you, least admit that. I'm not, I will, I admit nothing. It's not as it's the consistency is different. It, you got to change. Okay, are you talking about frozen? Are yogurt? you adding toppings to this, and that's therefore I rarely canceling add, out the. I rarely add toppings except maybe like chocolate syrup. Where are we going to get this frozen yogurt? I might. I could go. TCBY is gone. A that's number a, of places. They didn't make it. Yogurt Mountain. Hey, did you notice Baskin Robbins hung on? Uh, uh, so therefore, well, yeah, but there's tons of frozen yogurt places. Yeah, but it took a while. It's like it feels like the early 2000s when these frozen yogurt where you weigh the. Yogurt, which I like your business model of, instead of weighing the yogurt with the toppings and charging you by the ounce, they should weigh you. You should eat all the yogurt yeah. you want. I come no bathrooms. Weigh me in the beginning. No bathrooms. No bathroom no, breaks. Got to get rid of it. And then yeah. they so weigh you, you at the end. You were 185 when you came in, and you're 187. You owe us two pounds worth of. Although yeah. we talked last episode, you can eat disproportionate Damn. to the amount. I wonder if yogurt like sops up your. Again, the sham wow. Yeah. You need to name that better. You haven't played that word out all the way. You got this. What? I believe in you. I want your brain to come up with a really cool wordplay for the internal ShamWow. I don't know. Oh, jeez. All it said, yogurt not gonna play the is, game not as, yogurt is not as good as ice cream, and everybody knows it. Okay. But we, we play this game where we go, but this is better for me. It's lower in fat. Remember we got in the whole fat thing in the yeah. 80s and 90s where it's like we the fat, fat you fat eat now. is the fat you wear, and now they realize like some fat is good. Right. These are uh, lipids, not like the way you feel when someone calls. I you saw a cartoon the other day, and it was a uh, an avocado getting an avocado's wife getting mad at him, and the the husband avocado was saying, "I said you were the good kind of fat." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's great, right? That's it's perfect. See now that 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 I that's can, the best avocado joke probably I've ever, ever written. heard. Yeah. yeah. No, so I need to know: Are you are you speaking of mm-hmm. what about soft serve, which is ice cream? Still? Yeah, but soft serve ice cream is still better than frozen, frozen yogurt. Yogurts. Although when I get ice dream, which is the Chick Fil A, yeah. I've heard that it's a blend. Okay, it's a melange oh. of ice cream and uh, frozen yogurt, and it has its own texture to it. Yeah, it holds up, but it seems to like have an al dente quality to it. Mm. You throw it against the wall, and mm-hmm. okay, I. Disagree. Okay. Like you prefer? I, I don't say I prefer. I'm not saying I prefer. This is like when you were when you were doing the, like you were off sugar for a long time and you were like, listen, I'd rather have a piece of fruit than a piece of chocolate. 
I, I eat fruit now. It's like candy to me. I go, all right, you're in too deep. When did I ever say that? You have. You've told me that before when you were on keto. You're like, when I go by and there's the thing of strawberries, fruit on keto. I just start eating. I don't know what diet you're on, but you said when I eat a piece of fruit, it's like, mm. yeah, it's like candy to me now. And I can't. Whew. I take a drink of soda and it's like, whew. And I'm like, I take a drink of soda. It's like kissing Jesus on the lips. That's what I think. <laughs> so you're not doing it right. I still don't drink regular soda. Yeah. I think the zero tastes just like regular soda. <laughs> it so doesn't. Diet it's good. does not. But it's, good, it's good enough that it's okay. Yeah. That's I, a, cause believe me, I drink so much that I think if I drank regular soda, I would be 300 pounds again in no time. So I just, I'm good with that exchange. But I'm just saying, like, if you're going to say frozen yogurt's better, you're counting in the health factor of it in your I'm argument. I'm really not. I, if I did a blind taste test and I, I gave enjoy, you, if I gave you a cup of Mayfield's ice cream and then I said, here's some, it just squirted out of a machine, <laughs> you'd be like, get this out I, of I my face. I would let each one of them stand for what they are. Yeah. Why you need to feel that you have to compare everything. Why can't. I feel like big yogurt has gotten to you. <laughs> <laughs> Big yogurt. That's one of the places, I think. It probably is. Isn't there like, a, a, big like a yogurt mountain? Isn't yeah, that one of them? Yogurt mountain in Hermitage over there. And there's Minchie's, mm-hmm. and there's, what's the one in Mount Juliet over here? Um, um, sweet CC's. Sweet CC's. Yeah, which sounds like. We used to have a Sweet CC's here, and it went under. Don't could, we have one now. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's is another the road. one? Yeah. They just moved. I don't know if it's the same. But they were gone for a couple of years. I don't know if it's the same franchisee. But you just go through, and you just pick out your. And they got these little sample Dixie cups they'll give you, too. Yeah. But you can just you know get a few what, of those, and you're going to be good. You know what my favorite ice cream slash yogurt, one of my favorite flavors is cake batter. Like, I get a lot of cake batter when we go. That got, it's got to be high in calories, right? It, it can't be. We've talked about food I'm a lot that, lately. If I'm eating that, I'm not worried about we that. we talked about food a lot lately. Uh, I feel like we have a fixation. Oh, yeah. we got food problems. Oh, I have huge food, food issues. Huge. Dude, it's, I do want to tell you. I heard one of the best quotes. This is unrelated to food. Oh. But it is related to my theory of how life should be divided. Okay. Which, listener, if you haven't... Work. I'll, I'll tell you what it is. No, about how you Rest. Divide, you divide your life into thirds instead of halves. Okay. Halves. Chefs. Yeah. <laughs> it's Dwight Moody said... Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to... I'm not going to get it word for word, but it's close. That Moses... Mm-hmm. Spent the first 40 years of his life thinking he was somebody. Yeah. He spent the next 40 years of his life thinking he was nobody. Right. Wandering the desert. He spent the last 40 years of his life finding out what God can do with a nobody. Okay. Well, number one, wow. Well done, Moody. And I'm like, yes, I am on that exact trajectory. If you live to be 120. But the problem is, is I don't think I'll make 120. Yeah. I'm like, so when so I you're finally. In the se- you're in the second 40, so you're saying you feel like a nobody now? Yeah. Like, I'm figuring out I'm a nobody. Yeah. And if that lasts till 80, till I really figure it out. You're like, aha. Yeah. And then they're like. Sorry, you're out of time now. I was like, God, I need you to sorry, give me that Papa. last 40 so I can do something with it. You know, I, want, I wanted to find out what, it, what God could do. What with you'll do with it is you'll write quotes like that, that everybody will be like, I'm going to figure this thing out. So you think that posthumously. You use that to inspire people. But it'll be after I die. I think if you died right now, I could probably pull five or six quotes, and those could be the John Driver collection yeah, of quotes, and it would inspire people. If I die, go to my computer, because if you go to my OneNote, there's a lot of stuff there that you might be able to there's rework. There's some meat. Yeah. yeah. Mine too. A lot of joke ideas I never Someone told me this Should week. Should have never seen the I was day. lamenting book sales. And someone told me this week, they were like, John. Mm-hmm. And they were right. I'm not making fun of it. But but it's hard to hear. They're like, look, what you don't realize is, is especially with this last book, 
you've written something that will outlast you. It'll yeah. be important. It'll be speaking a good message after you die. I was like, could I not have good things while I'm alive? Too? Well, most artists like uh, painters and stuff, That's that was always true. Like Picasso, I think, was one of the only ones, right? If I'm, if that I'm had it in his lifetime? Yeah. He could just, like he was a, a rock star. Well, I mean, if you look at like Michael Jackson, you think. Picasso, being, that's what I think. That's <laughs> <laughs> an interesting segue. Being a known legend in your lifetime it's what can, does it do to it can mess you up the legend you know there's all this research about the founding fathers as revolutionaries which they're legends excuse me let me back that up again because i don't say founding fathers anymore let's just say the founders yeah because that could that could be a really triggering statement for some who, yeah you know so i get there are people in this country who did not come here whose their ancestors did not come here uh under a fatherly right methodology so forgive me the founders like were amazing legends as revolutionaries, but as governors, yeah, like there's actually a lot of things that I mean, Washington's one of the only ones that really sort of stands some of the test in American lore. But my gosh, I mean, the guys went at each other's throats. I mean, trying to govern the thing they had fought so hard to gain, yeah, it's it's a, a lot harder. Uh, it's like they say in Hamilton, which you haven't seen, but. Uh, no, I'm the only one left. I hadn't seen it. He said, dying is easy, young man. Living is harder. That's what Washington says to Hamilton. Because he wants to die a martyr in the revolution. You know, he wants right. to elevate his status. But so I don't, I just, I just think, I don't know, man. I think I'll I pull that. some quotes though, and I'll put together a montage. People will be really upset. Could you? They'll I be like, you I to, thought I knew this guy, but look at this stuff. Could you start an account, like driver quotes? Yeah. And keep it going. It'll self-refresh. It'll No, I need you to do stuff. Schedule some You're posts. Like, do I have to do this? For I want to schedule the posts on like Hootsuite or something and just <sighs> go on with my Is life. Hootsuite still out there? I got to go find new friends. I had this thought before. Yeah. And this is this is such a thing. I thought the other day, you know what? If I knew I was dying, so let's just say this is getting really dark. Let's just say I had a terminal illness. Right. And I knew I had like a year to live. Skydiving, so Rocky Mountain climbing. I would go... 2.7 seconds? On a bull named Fu Manchu. I thought I would maybe write my wife and my daughter a letter for every day of the year from me. This is such a John Driver For thing. the next year, you're going to have You're giving them work. This is... All they can do is read it. Yeah, but... And then I started thinking, that, and that's a lot... I thought, I could maybe... You, you know what you've done? You've created a spam email account from Beyond the Grave <laughs> for your family. That's what you've done. <laughs> then I thought, they might want to move on. Like, yeah. You know, you're, you're you're, like, oh my gosh. This is selfish. You're trying to like read, keep them yeah. here. Hey, guys, don't be hey, sad. Like, I wouldn't be sad if I wouldn't read this Hey, Laura, letter. just in case you're uh, already dating another man, just know that I love you and I always will. <laughs> These were the happiest times of our lives. You probably could never be as happy. No, I tell her, it's not like, I want you to be as happy. Like, go for it. Wow, okay. Yeah. I mean, what, what's the point? I don't know. What, do you just, out of your pride, you want your wife to not be happy because you're gone? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Curry, I'm sorry. No, like, hey. Hey, she's not happy now. I don't want her happy when I'm gone, too. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that'd be like, especially for my daughter, I wonder. Write a letter for every Maybe like day. there's a letter on the day she gets married. Yeah, I can see that. But even Graduation then, like, I don't day. Remember, like being boohooing the whole time, but the, the, I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. What I figured is, though. That's true. It's like, it's like, it's like what's the di- there's a line between like, I want to 
stay there and be there for my family versus I want to inject myself into events right. later in like a narcissistic way. And I can just see the new husband someday like, wow, this guy. Yeah, how do you – Really? Right. Yeah. You've now – Yeah. Now I you're a never, saint. You can never I'm live up to that. I'm actually trying to be a father to this child and all that. And uh, I'm sorry. You know what my – You're new, like a force ghost hovering above them, I, like <laughs> waving. Remember at the end of like Return of the Jedi or whatever <laughs> when they're waving? Like they injected them in and like Obi-Wan uh, Kenobi's like, hey, hey guys, that's here. you. You're the force ghost. I – uh, scrapped that whole plan and just decided to live to be 120. So okay. that's the new plan. Well, listen, keep eating that yogurt. Hey, you're gonna make it. I had wings today, so well, those are lean. Yeah, I had wings too. I know. No, they weren't. They weren't uh, breaded and fried. They were just well, they're fried. It's like a salt and pepper. But they're not breaded. Okay. Yeah, that frying is this is the fat and the skin on the outside. That that's what you want. Good. That's the good kind of fat. It's the good kind of fat. No, you know the deal is why not 120. Why not? Now? Well, what's the record? Well, we just said the other day that the 119, 119 was. So you're thinking the you're going to be the one it's that not beats a record, the record? It's just the oldest at the, t- at the time. I don't look at you and think this guy's a record. This guy's going to break the well, record. Well, you already said you thought I was going to quit. Just looking at me, I can't. Well, I can't fight. I don't know, but see, you don't get to just decide to quit it. Like you can be like, I'm going to be healthy, but you can't just be like, I've decided to live to 120. Can you? I've heard that preached before, by the way, that people lived that long back in Bible days just because they didn't know about death. Like we just oh, did. you heard? That? Wow, yeah. that's really bad theology. We didn't. We weren't even told, so they just went ahead and lived. Praise oh, God. my goodness. All that's right. a denial of reality. I do think there's such a thing as, so my, my grandmother is 90, and she really um, scoffs. At all of us younger people who act like we're tired or whatever. Right. I mean, like, we're trying to get her. She eats wings every day. To let us give more help, so especially since my grandfather died. And uh-huh. she won't do it. Like, she won't. She won't do it. Yeah. And I'm going to ask for help when I'm that age. She's just like, no, I just, and I was, somebody's like, oh, wait, it's that strong life force, like that yeah. will uh-huh. that really does. And, and Laura, in medical terms, will always say, and your doctor, I mean, the will to live is a powerful It thing. is, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, you see it in somebody who, even somebody who's like, uh, they're ornery or whatever, but it you know they get a cancer diagnosis or whatever, and suddenly like something kicks in and they're like, "This is not going to beat me," and they yeah. just turn it around. They're able to like, it's a big part of like making it through something like that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I have that. I think I'm like, well, there you go. I will say, pain and being exhausted can do something. Like I've come out of a lock-in, and I wasn't sure I wanted to keep that job anymore. Like you know, it's yeah. amazing how hunger, pain, and tiredness. Should we explain lock-ins to people who aren't evangelicals? That's when it's just a sleepover at church and kids stay up all night, or you go to a you go to a go kart place, or whatever. It was one of the games. interesting times when I started doing comedy in other churches, and I, this uh, we had a showcase here one time, and there was a black comic, and she did a bit about lock-ins, and uh, it was like the I've heard several comics do a similar bit where they say like you have these lock-ins at the church, and then what do you know a girl ended up pregnant like it's a very like right. it's a very common trope that young youth pastors have like. Where is everybody? Right. Like the boys and girls all sneak off together. But she said lock in, but she called it a shut in. She goes, we had a shut in over at the church. Oh, wow. And I had to find her after the thing. We, it was a conference. Of, a shut in for us. I, that's what I told her. I go, yeah. a shut in for us is the little old lady you bring food to. Yeah. Because they're shut in their house and they don't leave their house. And so you make sure that they have access to the online feed or that they have whatever. And you bring them food. And she goes, oh, 
She yeah. goes, yeah, that's a shut-in for us is when you shut yourself into the church overnight or whatever. Fascinating. So, and I don't know if that's true for everybody in Black, but that was definitely true in her church. I think South Carolina. You know, guys, you know, guys a lot of y'all have been shutting yourselves into the church. Yeah. And you need to get outside the four walls. Yeah. You need to stop sleeping over, and you need to wake up. And you need to start walking into your life. This is your wake-up call. And maybe have some yogurt every now and again. Maybe get on a road that used to be a trail that's now a highway. <sighs> Man, we brought it full circle. Oh, my goodness. By uh, the way, speaking of full circle and roads, how, what is your feeling about roundabouts? I like them because I can take not only my life but other people's lives into my, into my hands. It is because that's, the thing is, like, they always do these traffic studies and say these are more efficient than four-way stops. But no one really knows the rules in them. And even if you know the rules, well, I know it's my turn to go. This person may not know that. Yeah. So this person can just like T-bone you. So my friend, my friends who are uh, had fled from Afghanistan that we're you know doing some life with, they just got their driver's licenses. And I asked them, I was like, tell me the difference. Doing life with meaning they're shut in. So it's <laughs> another evangelical thing we just throw out, being like, you know, we do life together. Yeah, well, I'm when, I was, to, when I taught at a prison, I had to make sure that like nobody would say that. I go, listen, we don't talk about doing life together. Do life together. Is, <laughs> yeah, so I said, they said, oh, driving here is way easier. Yeah. I said, really? Huh. He goes, well, yeah, because there's rules. Oh, so we really right. don't have any rules. There. I said, do you have a lot of roundabouts? And he goes, oh, yeah. I mean, it's like, it's just, yeah, you just, and we remember Bolivia was that oh, way. Oh, tons of near misses. and You just kind of get in there and, close and calls. mix it up. So, Come on, I'll merge with you. Yeah. Like it's a real. It keeps you close to God. You're praying every day. And we were in the back of pickup trucks yep. during most of that. No seatbelts. I never just, felt more alive. I, I, was, I can't get that rush from normal life anymore. I was questioning the 120 years at that moment. Yeah. I will say I did. I, there was a time I thought in a car on a trip in a foreign land that we were going to die, me and you together. Yeah. And it was coming back from the Indian village in Panama. Right. Back to Panama City. It was about a six-hour drive. The Guaymi Indians. We were in the back of a truck for like the first two hours. All gravel. Then in a truck on a road for another like two hours, and then in a bus for another two hours. And then the bus was going over these mountains, and he kept crossing the double line around blind curves on it. Right. It was two lanes, and it was busy. Cars were flying past us the whole time. And all of a sudden, he just passed somebody yeah. in a bus around a blind. And I thought, it's impossible yeah. that we're not going to have a head-on collision. It's crazy because I'd survived. Uh, we'd survived so much on that mountain. Yeah. And then you get down. You're going back to the real city. Like, remember, I'm, <laughs> I always tell that I don't know if I told this on the podcast before, but I go, <laughs> I was like, didn't want to get my tetanus shot. They go, well, if it's been more than 10 years, you need to get a tetanus shot. So I went ahead and did it. Yeah. And then the first day there, I'm walking into the village and everything was like, these people were like four and a half foot tall, five foot tall. Yeah. And so they've got barbed wire on these poles around the outskirts of their village. And I'll walk head first into stretched out barbed wire, one Jeez, strand of, and it right. scratched my scalp yeah. all the way back, rusty barbed wire. Yeah. And then I'm at the campfire that night talking to uh, Jason Henry, who's with us, who was the kind of the doc on that trip. And I was like, yeah, man, I got this thing. And I was like, whew, I'm glad I got that tetanus shot. He goes, yeah, you do not want to die that way. And I go, die. He goes, yeah, you don't survive tetanus. I go, Oh, like, nobody ever oh, told me, like, bad, you don't yeah. make it out of tetanus. No, and it's bad. And I'm just like, maybe I'll get it. Maybe I want, like, get your tetanus get shots, your tetanus guys, because shot. you're going to walk. If you're going to walk anywhere mm-hmm. near barbed wire. That's really the whole reason we did scratcher. today's episode. It's a PSA. Guys, go get a tetanus shot right now. Um, yeah. We're raising awareness. Well, I don't know. The people that are anti-tetaners 
<laughs> well, Anti-tets. You, you. They find it a tet offensive. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, well, then we got deathly ill of a stomach. Did that? Uh, the guy I'm talking about, Jason, he got a terrible, huge oh, laceration huge on his metal. calf. Yeah. Uh, and had to because he goes uh, and he had to show his brother who was with him how to, how to use the staple gun because he couldn't access his calf muscle, yeah. and he goes, um, "Well, we're out of staples. Nobody else can. We used all the staples in the staple gun yeah. the first day. Yeah, so he goes, nobody else can get any cut. Oh yeah, we wrapped it in a bag, like a bread bag, to get in the river because we were baptizing him, and he wanted to get baptized. It was great in this river. It did get infected, but yes. it was uh, he. Yeah, he, he was okay. He, yeah, he's fine now. He's fine. But it's just one of those stories. But anyway, yeah, you're right. So we survive all that. Then you're on the bus with the guy who's the professional bus driver who drives yeah. us back. And he is taking chances with all of our lives. And everyone else was asleep but me and you. Yeah. We were like staring. This is like the – we're like the, the – Jesus is a – wait, Jesus is asleep and we're the disciples that are awake. Wow. We're stressed. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, what's the big deal? Yeah. I'm – I'm. yeah. That's what was happening. Which, by the we way – We showed very little faith. Oh, we did. No, I was freaking out. No. I was like, a I'm bus not, driver was I, not, we, we made it this bus far. Bus driver was not Jesus. I know that. Well, much. I'm a bus driver. So I was yeah. like, okay, this is not okay. Yeah. So maybe the rules are different, but you can't defy the rules of physics. Yeah. A, a car coming two, at us. Two yeah. things cannot occupy the same space. Right. The, the, the shortest distance between me and death yes. is you getting in this lane. It's a curvy line over a cliff. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. So what? Well, we didn't, though. That was good. And the good news is... We made it out. We made it out. And that means 120 is in the rear. Is Guys, in the, it's in the sights. Come on, man. Come on. I mean, I'll take 118. Okay. You know. You're negotiating now. <laughs> <laughs> they asked me on the podcast today, it's like, what do you want to hear God say to you uh-huh. someday? It was a really interesting question. Like, when you get to heaven, what do you want God to say to Evidently, you? Evidently, you want him to say, why won't you die? <laughs> I've tried so many ways. Took, took long enough, that's what yeah. I was going to say. Um <laughs> Yeah, it was really interesting. What and do you want him to say? I said, well, I mean, I said a lot of stuff. I was like, well, you know, one of my You had it prepared. Days. They were like, what do you want to say? And then you were like, and they were like, dear John. Oh, good Lord. I wrote him a letter every day that he could <laughs> I read. I wrote you a letter every day for the 120 years. And I have, I'm ready to read those to you now. Yeah. Yeah, even God thinks I'm too He's much. like, we're, we're good. Like, we're, more, we're all set. I know all your thoughts. Enter into the joy of your Lord because I don't have time for this. Exactly. Uh, yeah. No, I said, <laughs> well, you know, one of my big fears is not that. It's the struggle between my agency yeah. and, and my stewardship of this life and God's sovereignty and his stewardship of my life. And I think the entire theological world emerges from those two questions of trying to find a balance. That's the difference between Arminianism and Calvinism. That's the difference between works-based and grace-based. Right. It's like that's where we all kind of live in the fault line. We don't know what to do. We're just you know all the time trying to figure out what's up to him, what's up to us. So yeah. one of my big things is I realized that I am afraid that God won't keep me from screwing up my life. Okay. Like, it's not that he'll screw up my life. It's that he'll right. give me too much agency and he'll let me screw up my life because he gave me so much respect and love to make my own decisions. What I really need him to do is take over and keep me from screwing up my life. And so for him to say, hey, your life mattered. Like, you know, you, you accomplished the purposes of my kingdom. As I, And then what all sixes want to hear is, and it's all okay. I just okay. want to hear, I just want to hear it's okay. At the end of the okay. day, I want to hear it's okay. Everything's okay, you know. Right. We're actually living by the adage a little bit in our house right now. Like Laura's like, hey, no matter how bad things are, usually most days in life, everything's pretty much okay. Yeah. You there know? used to be – I think there was like a, like a sympathy card maybe or a get well soon card that I saw. And it had this quote on it. I know it's kind of corny to say it was a greeting card, but it really did get to me. And I think about it every day. 
it said, in the end, it will all be okay. So if it's not okay, it's not the end. Ooh. It's pretty good. That's, they wasted that in a greeting card. That's pretty good, been, right? Yeah. It's probably some quote they stole from Churchill or something. Uh, or Moody. I don't know if Churchill would have said okay, would he? That's kind of an American colloquialism. Yeah. Do they say okay over across the pond? Uh, or would they have then? I don't know. We can ask our – we do have Canadian and Australian listeners. We can ask oh, okay. them. Yeah. Um, so guys, let us know. Do you say okay? Or would you have said okay in 1945? That's the real question. So – you know Churchill, by the way, after winning World War II, then got voted out of office. That's a part of the story. This guy. He can't catch a break. I tell you. He'd done a lot for the country, but the economy was pretty bad after that. So, but um, I'm listening to a podcast about the Watergate scandal, and it's super fascinating, just this idea of, of it all and how trust eroded in our leaders Oh. In a very public scale. And the thing that it really struck me the most was they're giving the dates. It's almost read like an audio book. So there's like dramatic music behind it and some yeah. of the scenes play out. And then uh, – but it was like when he, when he steps down, it was 1974, August of 1974. I was born June of 1974. So I just think about that. My mom gave birth to twins and the presidency was just this looming cloud of – yeah uncertainty and i don't know how important that was in american life i think it's super important now and probably was even more important then this idea of like you're just unmoored from something yeah i think that there's a feeling today that we're the first generation of americans at least to to have uncertainty about the viability of our country yeah at times and i was can we break it this is why i and you get all the stats. Well, no, no republic has ever lasted more than right. two hundred. And you know, people go into that, and you go. I do look back in history, though, in American history, even and go, yeah, because yeah, we've been. Gonna, some, y'all know there gonna, was a civil war. Oh, it's been such a mess. Like, so many times, like I didn't even know. I had forgotten that Agnew stepped down even before uh, Nixon. He was removed mm-hmm. basically from another scandal from when he was like a Maryland politician. Yeah. So it had nothing to do with the Watergate scandal. So they already told his vice president, "Get out of here." And I'm just like, then he steps down. And so then my mom has two babies and there's no president, basically. Yep. They just have to name a guy. Well, you're you like, well I know they had the order of whatever that yeah. they do. I get it. But I'm just saying it's like that wasn't the guy we elected. Yeah. It's just a weird thing to think that like uh, what a new mom must have been thinking. Right. In perspective of all that. You do got to wonder if the presidency loomed as large in the American consciousness, even though television had made it larger. I think since Kennedy especially, television made it so much larger. And then the assassination was like a collected trauma that yeah. you know, after that, you know, certainly presidents were a big deal before. But like there's most of America or half first half American history, they, they didn't even campaign. Hmm. Like it was considered very lowbrow. Now to we go have out people actively campaign. Now we got people campaigning and they're out of office. Again, just the idea, though, of how much it's a part of our yeah. consciousness. And, and I'm not saying the presidency doesn't affect us, but I do think we got to remember we have three branches of government for a reason. Like they, they were trying to make sure that the king wasn't the main the thing. The Nina, that, the Penta, the, the Santa, Santa Maria judiciary. Yeah. So, um, but it's, you know, yeah, I don't know, man. Well, when we run, when we run, we can help educate civically. And like, we'll hey, add that fourth. Like, look, guys, we're not supposed to be that big of a deal in your life. So if we screw something up, dude, give us a break. We need to add a fourth leg. You got the executive, the judicial, and the legislative. We need that fourth because it's like 
If you're on like a tripod, it could teeter like a television yeah. and fall over. Maybe like the catering branch. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? Who's taking care of snacks? Yeah. That's us. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm, hey, I'm you guys want some, you. You guys want some wings? Who wants wings? Hey, you're going to be the catering master general. And these politicians are going to be so much less cranky because yeah. they're going to be satiated by it, our wonderful snacks. It would make a difference. And I would invest a lot of money into that branch. Well, yeah. I mean, it's taxpayer yeah. money. It's going yeah. to be... You literally would be adding pork at that point. You're insane, right. <laughs> it's a lot of pork in this bill. It's pulled pork. Uh, so it's a Kansas City sauce. You're going to love it. Oh, that's great. And I yield the rest of my time to the senator from Kansas City. Thank you, Senator. Uh, we, we hope, listener, that you have enjoyed uh, mm. the things that we have offered you today on yes. this episode. We're not really counting on it. Find other offerings at talkaboutthatpodcast.com oh. where you can listen to all of our archived episodes. Maybe you're on your family vacation coming mm. up. This is a great time to binge yeah. on something that's good for you, not unlike TCBY. TCBY is gone, but you know what's here? Talk about that. Talk about that. TAT. We're not going anywhere. Well. We're, we might be going somewhere. <laughs> that's not, that's not <laughs> over At least 120 more years. Not over well, promise. You know. Yeah. If you're in that second 40 of your life and mm-hmm. you're, you're starting to feel like a nobody. It's not true. You should go follow Johnny and it'll make you feel like a somebody. Some would say I've wandered the desert of Instagram since my Instagram was hacked. Uh, a couple of years ago and we're getting back though it's great it, it grew like quite a bunch this week i had a video that basically went a little bit viral oh and uh small it virus. got like almost a hundred thousand views yeah. on a video that i put it's out like an infection. Pretty, yeah it's like a little like a sniffle yeah. for some people yeah but it was the most views i've ever gotten on an instagram video and i gained like 200 followers in one day wow so i was like come on who's coming back come who's on. bouncing back yeah it is it you i don't it's not me oh, okay but yeah. i just asked the question <laughs> You're like, what an ill-timed question. It is an ill time But anyway, uh, you can follow me there, and uh, we're going to continue the onslaught towards uh, internet fame. That will eventually change my character and lead to my ultimate demise. We'll probably get there just as they invent something new and no one cares about this anymore. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah, it'll be like, oh, hey, look, your Instagram following's huge. Instagram, lame. It's like having a huge Friendster account. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you're MySpace. Oh, you got a Blogspot blog, do you? Look at me. Why are we? I don't know. (laughs) Talking like 50s gangsters. (laughs) Wow, see? Take his muck for a ride. Um... You can also follow Johnny at it, it, guys. If you want to get all the details on uh-huh. Johnny, go to his Linktree. Yeah, Linktree slash Johnny W. And uh, you can go to Linktree slash John Driver mm. and find out all about John's new book, uh, which you can pre-order. And you can get a free copy of John's book if you just leave a review. Yeah, Is that if right? you will email me at john johndriver dot com and agree to leave a review. And all of you who have the book now and are reading it, I can't wait to read your reviews. Some of you this already feels posted. like if you were a politician, would this be like an inappropriate? As long as it's could this on- be something they could bring up. As long as like, it's an did honest you know that he... review, it's an honest review. That's okay. what I'm asking. So if you don't like it, write that. Wow. That's fine. Okay. So, yeah. How about that, Johnny? How about you can't say something nice, keep it to yourself? Yeah. What yeah. about that rule? So, but in, in all reality, I, I was going to ask you, listeners, if you've, some of y'all have sent us some amazing emails through the book giveaway mm-hmm. about the podcast as well, would you mind, if you haven't already, maybe go into that email you sent me and go put that into the reviews of our podcast because some of y'all said some amazing things right. and I think other we need you to copy yeah, and paste it would help people see kind of what it is you're thinking about you've it. got Don't leave the, a five-star review the unholy the algorithm needs to find us and they need your help yeah go to go to Apple Podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts leave us a review leave us some five stars Podster whatever yeah. there's all the weird ones there's a lot of new listeners out there we're getting a lot of new listeners right now so thank you guys for joining us you can check out our, our Patreon page as well if you want to support 
Yeah, and if you listen, we know it's lean times for some people, and that's okay. But if you're having a good time of it, maybe you got a lot of extra change. Yeah, uh, we will take that change. Yeah, and, and we will help make a change. Oh my goodness! For once in my life. Yeah, that's. that's gonna... <laughs> well, as always, man, it means a lot that you guys join us every single week, and we enjoy the time we get to spend with you. And we will do it again next week. We'll talk about. <laughs> Hi, I'm Zach. And I'm Randy. And we're from Salty Saints Podcast. We're a theology and apologetics podcast. To find out more, subscribe at lifeaudio.com.